Welcome back to Enlighten Up. You're listening to episode 26, Skinwalkers, God's Wi-Fi, The Power of Love, and Demon Doorways. You know what, everyone? I am happy to announce that today is our six-month anniversary of the show, so we thought we'd do something a little fun for this episode and give you a review of where we are at in our belief system with many of the topics we've discussed to date, as well as introduce a couple new ones. So we're excited to be here with you all. This podcast has become personally one of my favorite things that I've done, and I know Michael's enjoying it, and so is Lisa. So we just thank you so much for helping us grow, and we're going to get into this episode and find out what the heck skinwalkers are, what Michael's experience with God's God's Wi-Fi has been leading him to believe, uh, Lisa's story of the power of love, and of course, we're going to talk about the doorways the demons can open. So let's jump right into our episode and get straight to the conversation. Welcome back to Enlighten Up, everyone. You're listening to episode 26, and it means that it is our six-month anniversary. Lisa and Michael, how are you guys doing today? Doing well. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I can't believe we've been doing this for six months already. I know. Yeah. Michael. Like yesterday, I'm freezing my cojones off, but other than that, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just remember being in Florida and being at your place, Michael, and saying, we need to do a podcast together. And six months later, here we are with a full-on podcast, and we're like half a year in. Was it like episode 21 or something like that? No, we're on episode 26. 26? Shit. <laughs> Your ears are working really well today. <laughs> I guess that makes sense if I do a half year in. Yeah. I can do some math. <laughs> so uh, for our audience, we thought that it would be uh, really fun to do a little bit of review on all the topics that we've covered so far and see where we were and where we are right now in regards to what we believe, what we don't believe, what might be strengthened, what might be weakened, and kind of go from there. And, you know, since, Michael, you are our skeptic, is there any topic that, you know, really sticks out in your mind that you'd like to start with? Well, I mean, we could try to go in chronological order, I guess, of our podcast, but really... uh... I'm all over the book. I, I will say this, though. Um, 26 weeks ago, my beliefs in things have definitely changed in certain areas. How about that? But I'll let you pick on like the first topic of, of moving into. Well, I want to know what what has your you used well, to Well, I mean, if you, okay, if you always want to start off on, on the, the one, the biggest one that's changed that I, I know you guys know about with me is uh the belief in angels and demons where i was like out of a scale of one to ten one mean i do not believe it at all ten i'm like full-heartedly believe it i probably started that off before this show around a four a four-ish kind of thing for uh, uh, demons and angels and that has skyrocketed up to 10 <laughs> so so you are certain now that the angels I and demons i'm very certain and that's because of a 
the audience doesn't know, and I'm sure it'll be in some future podcast, <laughs> of a recent a recent event that's happened to me where I guess I asked, you know, like when I was complaining earlier about how you guys get, are lucky because you have something that in a way definitively proved there was something beyond our, our physical realm when you were younger. Well, that just happened to me as well in the past week, but it wasn't a positive experience. <laughs> well, you have to, you do have to tell our audience now because they're yeah. like, I rather I rather wait for it in the future because I don't want to get into that whole story. Plus, I don't really want to think about it right now. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of dark. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I just personally feel like um, you know, just watching you kind of open up your mind to the ideas that we've presented on the show, and kind of watch your skepticism lesson and lesson in certain areas not all areas yeah certain areas yeah definitely. has been really interesting just to witness for my own personal sample very interesting on my side too to witness <laughs> i mean i enjoy i enjoy learning about all these topics i've become a very you know uh open thinker about not just this stuff but like a lot of things that we encounter out in the out in the world um i mean i already had my issues with like the news before we even started the show but now it's just gone to the next level of like bullshit so i mean a lot of other things too that is like i just and also internally like i'm doing such a so better inside myself um at least, I mean, if it's anything that I could say is like the power of believing in positivity is worth it in its own. Like you don't even have to believe in 5D, 20D or whatever, but believing in just being positive and and forcing yourself to remain positive and stay positive and say positive things to yourself and to other people, it really has helped me out quite a bit. Well, that's great. <clears throat> so, I mean, you guys call it vibes, you know, getting your vibrations up. I just call it being coming more positive in in life in my life. Are you drinking tequila right now? Well, it's a kind of a combination of tequila and this other drink. So it's like a probiotic tequila. What? So like <laughs> it's just a healthy tequila. It's like, it's a, like a healthy tequila. Very good. Good tequila. <laughs> uh huh. Well, tequila is pretty healthy on its own, besides the alcohol part. And then I combine it with this this really good probio- probiotic drink that I love, and it's like a awesome cocktail. Is it is it like oh. um, kombucha or something? Yeah, it's it's not kombucha, but it's something similar to that. It's got cayenne and all this other kind of cool stuff in it, and it's like it's such a good tasting cocktail. Huh. Wow. Because if I just drink straight tequila, first of all. <clears throat> I can drink it like water, so that's a problem. And so I don't want to be like sounding sloppy at the end of this podcast. <laughs> so I'm trying to slow it down a bit with uh, adding some more liquids with the tequila. Um, I, don't, I don't want to have a repeat of the, uh, oh, what was that? The uh, global warming one where I'm like at the end, like, okay, I think I had a little bit too much. <laughs> Nobody even noticed. Oh, of course not. I'm, I'm sure I'm in the scholar by the end of it. Um, Lisa, what about you? Is there anything that's kind of significantly changed for you over the last six months with this show? Um, 
I would say, you know, more kind of in line with what, what Michael said. I've never been really a big believer in demons and the negative side of things. And I've definitely learned that there's as much of that as there are angels, you know, and have had some experience with that and, you know, been understanding it a lot better as well as ETs, I think. And, and my understanding of what, what all that means, reptilians and ETs and, um, you know, just negative energies. So I think that's, that's what I've learned the most in the last six months is, is about that type of stuff. Yeah, I think we like to pretend, well, not pretend, that's not the right word, but we, we like get the, the negative energies are basically just our shadow selves, right? And so we embrace the shadow and we get to heal and it's just the same thing with negative energies. They exist because they're, you know, it's all, we're all connected. So it makes sense. Yeah. But like you, I mean, I definitely, by the time we started this podcast, I was already there, but I guess a year before we started the podcast, I definitely was like you. I didn't believe in the negative energies or demons or anything like that. I just thought it was all, you know, stuff to create campfire stories or something like that. But, um, you know, we've personally had experiences with them this year that have shown that they are absolutely real and... um, it's undeniable now for all of us. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, for me, the biggest one too, another big one for me has been the whole, we talked about at the beginning, like discernment um, along the spiritual journey and have how to strengthen your discernment. And I feel like that's been like an ongoing um, lesson since we've started the podcast to continue strengthening it and, understanding it more and understanding like soul language when your body's trying to speak to you when something's not right or when something's really good like that's been for me that's been coming up a lot stronger since we started yeah definitely yeah that's something we can all continually learn flexing our discernment muscles yeah so michael what Mm. Do you think now about vibrations and raising your frequency and all of that? Well, like I was saying earlier, it's like, I mean, literally, I know our cells are vibrating and all that kind of stuff, but like, does positivity and eating healthy and all these other good things for you raise your vibrations, vibrational rate? I don't know about that, but like, if it's about... um, uh, I'll put it in a different way. If we're talking about auras, because that's kind of like in a similar category, right? Like your aura? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. That's one aspect of it. Uh, okay. Um, well, I, I, I am, I've slightly bumped up the belief on that. Meaning like you can really tell when someone walks in the room if they're in a negative aura and an aura positive aura, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, so without even like speaking to them and maybe it's just our little fine ways of fine tuning or, uh, when we look at them with body language perhaps, or maybe there's actually something there where it's like, we really just notice it without like almost instinctually without really realizing. So yes, that, that has upticked, but I would say it's gone from a two to like, maybe like a six 
out of 10 for me right now. So where does the um, so what's what remains then for you that you're still questioning? I just you know the the physicality of our our cells like vibrating, synchronized uh, synchronized or in a in a higher rate. I, I you know like the the science I guess I, I know you hate that word but like is it, something that hasn't been proven so much. What do you mean? But, of course it has. So when you are in a good mood, you're you're vibrating at a certain rate, is what you're saying. Yeah, they've been able to prove that your frequency changes with certain emotions. When? When? I don't remember this discussion when we talked in the past. It's just because you drink tequila too often. Oh, no, no. It's been like twice out of the 26 times. Uh, it's been more than twice. Sorry. <laughs> Three times, maybe. But still... <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember what proof we talked about. I know we talked about a little bit about the snowflake thing, but that or the ice crystals, but that was disproven when it, when I read about it. So I was like, "What are we talking about here?" No, yeah, no, I'm not talking about that. Um, I'm talking about actually having your energy measured and the certain levels of consciousness. Like, so for instance, if you're in anger what that resonates at versus say um um joy there's a com- and, there's a com- there's a completely so they're, higher they're frequency measuring your vibrations of your cells yeah with, with the calibration emotions. yeah i i honestly don't remember maybe it was the particular so i just remember us discussing this but my bad the book say that again the book power versus force we talked about that oh the book well, um, I'll have to look more into it and get back to you guys, but I'm, I'm going to stay at a steady six right now. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, synchronicities. Yeah. Synchronicities. Synchronicities and, and numbers appearing in your life. Like your angels speak to you in different ways. Like have you. <clears throat> I'm, still at a, I'm still at a one with your guys' angel numbers and things like that, though. I really don't think angels are like dropping a couple of 11s on your watch and, and trying to get to talking to you. That that still doesn't really feel right to me. Hmm. I well, believe in angels. I just don't believe they go, oh, look at the clock and look at the temperature and look at your miles per hour. Oh, they all are aligned. Somehow I'm communicating you. So how eh. do they communicate then? I <laughs> So far in dreams is what I've got going on but uh i don't know about like literally like you you know just seeing numbers that come up all the time throughout our day okay so, so I, you're you're I, I totally get that you're not like into the whole numbers thing um but synchronicity or, or a butterfly that flies in front of you and you're like going oh what does that mean and then you're looking it up on google and <clears throat> somehow you can correlate it to something that's going on in your life at the time it's like i just feel like it's a little bit too loose with with that and like we're reading just a horoscope and trying to relate it somehow to our life but how do you feel about synchronicities Hmm? how do you feel about synchronicities now okay describe synchronicities to me because i'm I'm not random (laughs) oh coincidences (laughs) um okay that one oh you you might have got me there (laughs) <laughs> there are some synchronicities that are really hard for me just to explain away as, oh, that's just coincidence. And that's just because of my recent experience. 
Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'm not gonna say everything's synchronized. I'm not gonna, uh, you know, I'm not gonna go there with like, like I said, with the angel numbers and stuff quite yet. But there are things that just all of a sudden make too much sense. So I'll have to say I'm at a eight or a nine with the synchronicities. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about this for a second because. You know, you really were like, it's just a coincidence. It's random. Yeah, you know? I did change that. That has been a big change uh, mm-hmm. the past six months, I will admit. So what do you think changed it so much for you? Was it experiencing it personally? Um, yeah, very much personally. I mean, but then again, I think if you guys, if the same thing happened to you guys and you described everything that you did, well, no, it really, it did have to take like personally experience it yeah and when i personally experience it it like blew my mind so this is like a really uh, important thing for um us to kind of talk about with the audience because you know it was uh, i talked about this in my webinar a couple of weeks ago lisa you saw where esther hicks said that unless we let something into our mind we can't experience it we can only experience that which we allow in our mind and so because you started to at least allow for the possibility of it all to take kind of place, Michael, you were then kind of open to experiencing it. Whereas yeah, before I mean, you were just completely in the mind of it's only. Well, I mean, before it wasn't even, it didn't even cross my mind. I mean, you guys literally had to tell me and talk to me about these things or else I would never have heard of it, at least from uh, my current state with, of, relationships that I have out there. Exactly. Um, so awareness is really important because once we allow the yeah. awareness into the mind, then we can have the experience. Exactly. That, I, I full-heartedly agree with that. Yeah. So that's kind of like, you know, when we kind of go through these things where, for instance, let's just talk about the whole demon thing, like the negative energies. When I, before like last year, I really was like, they don't exist. I don't believe in that stuff. It's just like, you know, made up stuff for movies and, you know, um, things to scare children at night or whatever it was. And I, as soon as I allowed the possibility into my mind, because a girlfriend of mine was telling me her experience with skinwalkers. And I just sat there with my mouth open going, this actually exists. And she's like, oh yeah. And that's when, because it entered my mind as being a possibility in someone I knew's life, like someone I knew their life, just like you said you had it with Lisa and I, that's when all of a sudden I was able to experience it myself, which I can't say it's something we all want to experience. Um, but can you remind me what skinwalkers were or are? <laughs> Forgot. Oh, uh, they're like, um, they're a very negative energy that can shapeshift or like shapeshifters uh and can take on different forms so like that's why they call them skinwalkers um i mean are they like you are like like i'm walking down the street and i see a human being that could no be no uh, uh well I, I don't know like for instance um you could you could be like say walking along a path and this really distorted looking animal appears in front of you that could be like a skinwalker hmm. okay they're shapeshifters basically they can take on any form they want um but they, they they're doing so from very negative intentions 
So negative monsters running around out there is what you're saying. Yeah, they're they're known within the native community um, very well. And like there's even like I think remember, Lisa, we were in that meeting and someone told us about the Skinwalker Ranch. I think it's in like Arizona or something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So were were reptilians? I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, it's that old the old guy was watching over the property. This guy bought it and then he told this old guy to get off his property and the guys told him, No, you need me. Is that what you're talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. So this guy so we go to this meeting and this guy um was telling us a story about his friend who owns a ranch in Arizona and he bought this ranch and while him and his wife were, you know, moving in, settling into their home, he noticed that an older man was walking up the driveway um, holding a machete of some sort. And so he got his gun and he walked out up to the man and he's like, you need to get off my property. And he, the guy looked at him, he said, you don't, you don't, he goes, no. He goes, I live here. And he goes, no. He's like, I live here. And he's like, no, I live in the shack there. The guy who owns this house lets me live up in that little shack on the hill. And he's like, well, I own the house now and you can't live there. And the guy looked at him. He goes, you don't want me to leave. And he says, yes, I do. And he looked at him. He goes, you're going to regret this. And he walked away. And then so what happened is the guy ended up regretting it very much so. Because he started having encounters with these skinwalker type beings and the very negative. He didn't know how to explain it, but he managed to kill one. And the only way you could kill one is if you cut off the head and removed the head away from the body because apparently the body and the head reattach. I know this is going like super sci-fi right now, but this is what we were told. And so the guy yeah, I one on this one. <laughs> and the guy had I was didn't the old man have like some sort of machete or something he was holding? Yeah, he had a machete. There was a way like so that he was he was basically um, he was in battle with these like he was killing them, and I don't know what kind of powers this guy had or what it was but this was the story we were all told and so what happened is this guy ended up killing one and he ended up sending the parts of it to the lab a a private lab for um for them to just kind of check out what it was and the lab results came back and they said this isn't human what is it they didn't know what it was because it wasn't of this world it wasn't an animal or a human. No, that no. Didn't yeah. It. So. There's that. There's that. <laughs> there's that. That, that. Yeah, I mean. I would... This is when Nicole and I like to do in our, in our spare time. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, we, you know. <laughs> Talk to <laughs> random people about <laughs> things you know what? that it, are it, negative with no heads. It, yeah, ke- okay. it keeps life interesting. It keeps you on your toes. I will have to say that about you, too. I think that's one of the reasons why I'm such great friends with you is because at the very end, you guys are going to entertain the heck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, well, things. You don't have to believe everything you hear. But, I mean, it's just, I think it's good to expand your mind and and expose it to new ideas and things that could be possible. It doesn't mean you have to buy into everything, but, you know, just as a possibility. It's like a 
you know, like with conspiracy theories, like, okay, maybe it's true, maybe it's not, but it's possible. Right? Yeah, well, I, well, I, you can't, see, that's the problem with conspiracy theories is like, once a couple get debunked, you start thinking none of them are true. But also, I mean, there's going to be some of them that are true. It's just you got to weed out the ones that aren't and go with the ones that are. And I mean, but when you realize how many things are, okay, going back to what Nicole said, the synchronicities are kicking in. And if you do believe in that, which I tend to believe now, then the conspiracy theory of a lot of things just like becomes huge. Like all of a sudden you're second guessing and questioning everything, which is probably what you're supposed to do. But, um, I don't know about the, the negative skinwalkers. <laughs> All I know is I'm not ever going <clears throat> to those kind of ranches ever. Um, I don't need to play with that side. <laughs> yeah. I've seen I've seen enough within my own world that I don't need to add more to the mix. That's all I'm saying. So, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I so mean, do you feel like your pineal gland then is decalcifying, Michael? All right. So that's another one uh, topic where, I mean, I had no idea about the pineal gland, honestly, six months ago. So I didn't have a view of it one way or the other. But the thing that got me when we did do that podcast was about how it has cones and rods, just like our eyes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. And then for, and then the, and obviously talking a lot about, um, uh, fluoride and why the hell we're still have fluoride in our water and things like that in our life. It's like, what's the point? So that's when the conspiracy theories start kicking in. So once I went through flora or, uh, pineal gland detox and, uh, man, it, my mind, it, I don't, okay. I'll just say this after my negative experience the other night, I almost wanted to just go and get a, a bottle of Crest toothpaste and start brushing my teeth big time. <laughs> I want to experience it. Just calcify that again. I don't... Just like, okay, I'm going back in the closet, guys. That's Enough funny. of this shit. Oh my gosh. Uh, because nobody warned, or uh, I wasn't warned that, yeah, it's a, it's, it, it could be God's Wi Fi, but also could be demons Wi Fi and things like that, too. So you got to be careful with it. Vivid dreaming, vivid dreaming and dreaming where it's a point where like you are in control and can communicate and talk with the mindset of control, it is a new power that I'm not used to yet. Yeah, you're you're it's like uh you're you're learning a new sport. <clears throat> However, I did have some really good dreams, good positive dreams that brought me in, to closure and and to peace with things in my past. And so peace. there is there is some positiveness with that too. So are you starting to believe more that dreams so, Yeah, I believe in dreams big time now. Um tell me the difference between what you kind of felt like I probably I'll I'll say I was at a one with dreams before going into this this podcast um with with Jim I I can't remember what podcast that was when Jim talked about his and you guys talked a little about yours I kind of tweaked it up to maybe like a three four but with lately with what's what I'm going on what's going on through my life I probably I'm yeah I'm at a 10 right now so I was like what do you think about dreams though like what has changed 
Yeah, like what would you say to someone who doesn't like dreams, believe that it, dreams... Okay. If I believe in a spiritual world, which I do, and I kind of did before our podcast, I truly believe now dreams, and and it has a lot to do with the pineal gland, it really is our connection into that spiritual world. It really is. Like I'm not expecting... Uh, blue elephants appearing to me when I meditate anymore. It's not a thing about meditation. It's just that that's not an outlet that I expect visions and things to happen. But if I'm looking for any kind of inside thoughts on the spiritual side, I'm going to turn on the dream channel. And and frankly, it, and until recently, it was fun. It was like when I was going to bed, I was like, ooh, wonder what I'm going to dream about tonight. It's, it's like watching a new movie that you've never seen before when you go to sleep. And but then again, there are some bad movies out there, so you gotta be careful. So, what would you say to someone who doesn't believe that dreams are anything other than just dreams? Uh, I would say start taking skate liver oil or skate oil, and stop using you know get some Tom's toothpaste and be careful with the water you drink and see what happens in about two months. Is that how long you've been taking it? Two months? Uh, I've been taking it. When did when did uh? Was it Michelle, when did she come on? Was it about four months ago? Heather was in August. Oh, Heather was in August. Yeah, but yeah, it's been since it's been since shortly after August, so about four months ago. Uh, and it really started kicking in maybe about a month and a half ago. So you got to go through a little while. Um, but I do notice a huge, even if it's not true. Let's just say, on the skeptic side, dreams don't mean squat. It's very entertaining to be in your dreams now, though, after going through uh, the pineal gland detox. What else have you done besides skate liver oil and no... Uh, another good one is turmeric. Oh, turmeric, okay. yeah. And, and, and that's actually less expensive than skate liver oil, and that does a really good job, plus it's got great antioxidants and things like that. Um, and just be really cautious of the foods that you eat. I think that has a lot to do with it, too. And it's so weird, okay, it's not weird with you guys, but to me, uh, when it comes to like, I'll, before I even did this podcast with you guys, or even when we were talking about it, I changed my lifestyle when it comes to my eating habits and things like that. And I really do believe uh, that it brings a lot of goodness back into your life if you eat healthy and stay away from 70% of the food that you're that people are trying to get you to buy. That's uh, what's changed. Uh, okay, so case in point, a good friend of mine here in Naples, she was she's been struggling with a little bit with the weight, but just her mood, her depression, and things like that. And I actually like sat her down uh, a couple months ago, and I said, "Listen, I was there. I was right there with you. I was fighting my own depression on a daily basis. Uh, I would act like." Everything was great on the outside, but it was like killing me on the inside. And I go, once I stopped eating, and, and uh, we'll go through the, the, the bad stuff, which is basically sugars. And sugar is sneaky. They will, they'll try to slip sugar into anything and everything. And that is, uh, the, it should not be in our diet at all. I mean, you might as well throw cocaine on your cereal instead. Uh, but like, it should not be in our diet at all. So sugar comes in many different forms, like pasta and breads and things like that. Once you cut that out and cut out a lot of the preservatives that we have in a lot of our foods, 
is night and day with the way your body reacts and the way your mood changes. So I, I convinced her to do this and I just talked to her today. Oh my God, it's like a new person. And she's like, like just wants to know more and more now because she feels so good. So it feels so great about herself. And it's like, it is so good to feel that I've helped someone else out like that too. Um, I don't you know, know you know what I we call of... that hmm. good vibrations yeah <laughs> <laughs> well whatever it's called it's good and and um, so to the listening audience if you really want to change your life it's it sucks I really do miss bread a lot I freaking miss it and uh, and I do enjoy pasta as much as I could before but now it's like I look at it but I also remember what it does to me and what kind of mood I go into and, and that negativity that it, it'll become. Um, and I, you know, like I've told you to, like, I don't even recognize my body when I get out of the shower. I'm like, wow, that's me. That's pretty cool. I mean, so it's like not just inside benefits, but obviously outside benefits too. That's great. <clears throat> so you don't eat any, like you just really cut down on your carbs. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I follow a keto diet keto uh, so that's a pretty good way of of getting clean is if you follow a keto diet um it's just difficult to do though because i i travel so much and you go into restaurants and you don't know what the heck's going on in the kitchen so you really have to be careful and, and keto k-e-t-o okay i think that's a short version for a longer word that i just can't remember right now uh, but that's what they call it out there in the internet land uh, but if you're struggling with weight, oh my gosh, you'll drop pounds fast if you do this. But it's it's but you'll go through you'll, you'll go through detox. Like going through a sugar detox is not fun, and it'll make you kind of grumpy at the beginning, and you'll get headaches and things like that. Plus, I dropped a lot of caffeine out of my diet completely too. I mean, I stopped drinking coffee, which I really miss a lot. But I mean, I'll have like a social cup of coffee here and there, like with you, like you and I, Nicole, but like on a daily basis, I dropped it, which, which you do go through a little detox from the caffeine as well. But this is just stuff that marketing and, and, and manipulation out there when it comes to what we're supposed to be eating, it it comes in. I mean, in 60% of the food that we eat never existed before 1960. Crazy. And that's just that blows my mind when I think about that. So he's yeah, had a really low, like not. I mean, just inherently, I feel like I guess I've just always known to stay away from sugar and to stay away from carbs and to just eat right. And I've just always known that the things that I eat really affect the way that I feel. I mean, I never even liked tequila until I started going on this diet, and and I'm like researching, like going, okay, I, I like you know a little alcohol here and there. What can I drink? No more whiskey, which I used to be a big fan of, um, and no more rum, which I, I'm always a fan of too. Uh, and like, oh, look at this little tequila. It's the only one that, as long as you get 100% agave, that is like one of the purest uh, alcohols you could drink without any kind of problems besides the alcohol part. <laughs> uh, it, it's actually the one of the only stimulating alcohols out out there it, it's really good for your inside if you drink it in moderation obviously uh so it's like huh there's there's my new friend mr tequila the problem is when we go out to a lot of uh 
places when uh, meaning the population is like you just throw a bunch of sugar in with your tequila called margarita mix or whatever and, and then it just defeats the purpose right that's one thing for sure if you're going to drink alcohol to drink it just i like to drink it you know on you're the possible yeah or straight up or, or with your probiotic drink like i'm drinking <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh well you know it's I think you found something that works for you. And I think that's what matters. It's I think it's really trial and error for everyone because, you know, what bothers you may not bother someone else and what bothers them may not bother you. And it's just we're all individually different. And um, I, I agree with that, though. But, Nicole, I still believe sugar. Should no, not be I agree. I agree. Diet. There are certain things that are just not going to be doing you any favors. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I read an article recently about mindful eating and it just talked about how you don't really need to worry about what it is so much that you're eating, but be really mindful when you are eating, like eating slowly, trying not to, you know, multitask while you're eating and paying attention to how you feel, like listening to your body, like how does this food make you feel, stopping when you're full. No, yeah, eat. you got to be very careful with the proportions and like we don't, we, we do I grew up eating past fulfillment to uncomfortable fill. Right. And I think that's what our culture has really kind of taught us. Like, oh, eat till your heart's delight and and not worry about it because, you know, you got to wait six more hours before you eat again. But we keep doing that on every meal. Yeah, we're gonna not going to be looking good after a while. Yeah, we should be able to eat, you know, when we're hungry and not – chastise ourselves because oh we just ate or i shouldn't want to eat again if you're hungry you should eat you know and but paying attention to the foods that you're eating and how do you feel when you eat them and and you can learn which foods are good for you and which foods aren't like because like nicole said everybody's a little bit different yeah and also like being mindful like you said lisa being mindful of your thoughts that when you're eating or drinking something because if you're thinking oh this is going to make me fat while you eat it Guess what? You just put that vibration in your food and now you're well, eating think it. Of it. Think of it this way too. It's like if you go to a night and you're like, okay, I'm going to tie one on tonight. If you're in a shit mood, it's just going to get shittier. Like that's when – like if you know, as a, as a guy, if you're in a bad mood and you start drinking and someone steps on your foot on accident, you get in a stupid fight for no reason. So it's because you, you just like started off that with that mindset, that negative mindset. However, if you're in a good mood, you're like you're you're you got a promotion from work. You're gonna go out and tie one on because of it. You're gonna be that person on the dance table dancing and taking their clothes off, or whatever. But very happy. And it's like so. It's like there. It's funny how you say that. Be mindful of this because I didn't even think about it in relation to that. Not that I'm saying to any of the audience to tie one on, but like it kind of like your mood sets the pace definitely. Yeah, and your mood is tied into your vibration, your frequency. So Yeah, yeah okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm dying to know, Michael, because this was this was a topic that really you were very kind of stuck, you dug your heels in on. How do you feel about love? Uh, <laughs> okay. Favorite subject. Um, I'm going to give you two answers here. Uh, do I believe in love the way that you guys are trying to describe to me during the podcast? Yes. 
I believe in love for people that are around me and for humans in general because when I tried to my best to stop judging people, like I said in the past, all you have to do is it fills you up with love instead. Um, so yes, I probably did a good 180 on that. Not that I say I didn't feel like I could love somebody, but like when I say, okay, Nicole, Lisa, I love you guys. It's like, I genuinely mean that. I know we, I think, I still think we as a society uses the word love way too much and we shouldn't just, you know, uh, I love throw myself. It, yeah, throw it out so much where the word loses its definition. I do believe that. But like I, when it comes to people and, and, and if I meet someone that needs help or whatever, because I have love for them without even knowing them, I will do want to do my best to help them. So I believe in that. Now, when it comes to romantic love, oh, that is debatable still. That really is. Uh, I think if you both, the boy and the girl, are on the same, <laughs> I'm going to use something that you guys will go with, wavelength of understanding when it comes to love and what love really means, then you probably could have a good future together. But I feel like uh, we, and, and myself included, really suck at it. We really suck at romantic love. We really suck at... Um, staying in love we get we love that honeymoon phase but after that it's like you know it becomes work and then like if it's too much work people bail too fast and you know life isn't easy all the freaking time you know you can have something horrible happen to you like a death in the family that causes so many divorces out there and and, and it's because you're just not strong enough you don't have that foundation of work and love to go along with it to keep keep a monogamous relationship going and i just it, I, it just i still have a big wall up inside of my heart because of what happened to my past to me in my past and i know that i'm very self-aware of my own problems with love and i see other people that who are married and i won't use their names obviously but they are miserable miserable and they hate each other and like i don't ever want to be in a relationship like that and it's like so i do believe you could have romantic love but man you got to be skilled you got to it's almost like being doctor skilled you got to know what you're doing and so does the other person well i think it just comes back down to you know first everyone's just got to take care of their themselves first and when you do that then it yeah and that's so cliche though like when when <laughs> we have a mutual friend all three of us that keeps telling me you gotta love yourself first you gotta love yourself first <laughs> ah <laughs> when i hear that not either when i hear that it just makes me like want to punch something i just hate hearing that however you have to take care of yourself first i agree um i've been single for quite a while and I am a way, when, I know I will get into a relationship again, but when I get into a relationship, I'll be a way better person because I took the time to really do a lot of self-reflection, understand where my weaknesses are and where I need to get stronger at. But I feel like people just, you know, they trade, <laughs> I was about to say something very inappropriate to the podcast, but I don't think I should say it. Um, they go from one lover to another lover without even blinking an eye. Um, and so it's like, you don't have time to reflect on what happened and what, 
where you need to grow as a person. And so that I feel like I'm doing a good job of. So I feel hopeful in the future, but it's still a, it's a, it's a very scary thing to think about. So we just finished talking about our food and being mindful of our emotions and what we're thinking about before we eat it and how that can relate to something. And then we just went into love. And basically you're talking about that mindset that you're carrying and that's that's basically filtering into the potential of your relationship right now, right? Yeah, but I also think you, this is hard. I'm not, I'm not the biggest advocate of love because of what happened. But like when I see people that are genuinely happy, not, not in their pre-stages, like they're in the honeymoon stage still, but like after like several years together and still genuinely happy with each other. And I see it not on Facebook, but I actually see it in real life. Um, I'm like actually really happy and excited for them, but also hopeful for the future that it could be myself too, that that could experience something like that. But I think we all probably see way too much bad things in real life and good things on fake, fake social sites. And it's like, I think a lot of us are just struggling with trying to figure out what love is really in a romantic situation where you guys keep talking about twin flames i don't believe in that at all i still don't believe in that at all there is there has not been one thing that's made me go to oh i believe in a twin flame that that at all from what you guys described but i don't necessarily not believe that um i can find i can't find a compatible person that both of us would be genuinely happy for the rest of our lives Well, that's that's progress. It's progress. <laughs> it is. It is progress. Yeah, there is some miserable people out there that are close to me, and I just feel bad for them. But then again, I'm like, there's not much you can do. Hey, we've all got our journeys to yeah. travel yeah, exactly. upon. Um, you know, so unlike you, I think it would be a great world if we all were telling each other how much we love one another all the time. I think that would be the indication that we were in a really beautiful place in this world, um, that we weren't restricting how much we used it. In fact, we ex- used it as an expression of where we're purely feeling like that true, authentic emotion. I think for you, you don't want people to use it because you don't believe they're being authentic when they say it. Okay, yeah. I mean, I've been burned too many times by that word uh, because the authenticity wasn't there. And so, yeah, if you're not authentic, don't use it. I think we just use it. negative connotations on the word love that everyone, you know, people are afraid to use it. I think, I think you should, we should be in love with everything. Like that should be a feeling. That's a good feeling. Like yeah. whether it's a tree that you're in love with or a, you know, something in nature that you see, or, I mean, honestly, I was thinking about this the other day about this being in love with just everything around you. And, um, I'd gone into the Home Depot to get some stuff and I stopped and I, and I talked to this guy and he was in a wheelchair. He worked for Home Depot. He was in a wheelchair and he had one eye and <laughs> I ne- needed help finding like a light bulb. And I said to him, I didn't realize he only had one eye, but I was like, I think I just need an extra set of eyes. Oh! Help me. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he actually appreciated it. And, and we just, we just connected 
just as people. Like, you know, I was just looking for an item and he was there to help me. But I can honestly say that in my heart, I felt like I'm just in love with this guy. Like, I think there's, it's okay to open yourself up to where you just really connect with someone and you feel love for them. I totally agree with you, Lisa. I totally agree with you. I ended up walking down the aisle and going. Well, that's, oh. But that's the different love that I was talking about earlier. Like the just the human love, the love of another person. But I don't think it matters. Love is love. You can you can want to be you can want to be intimate. They, they, I think that they need two different words for this kind of love versus that kind of love. Then there needs to be more than one word for love. But I think the point is like you know I left there and there was another guy actually that ended up helping me that I ended up feeling the same exact way about just like this sweet guy and we made this connection. He wanted to high five me for you know finding the right item and and I left there feeling just really good, you know that same good love feeling that you have with, you know, someone that you're like a partner that you have or someone that you're intimate with, or you really, you know, enjoy being with. And you're just like, it's that good, warm, loving feeling. And why can't we just get that from everybody, you know, when we're out doing our errands or whatever? Yeah. Why are we so afraid of that? Okay. So for our audience who, for all of our audience members who have never met Lisa or experienced being in her energy field, uh, Lisa's like the one of the most loving people I've ever met. And so I think that you are creating that frequency to expand into other people when they're around you. And so it's naturally turning out that way. Like people are responding to your energy field and being brought up to that frequency. And so you have these amazing interactions that where you just feel love for people and they interact and they're high-fiving you and it's like you're just having a great time. You're in Home Depot. Right. And, and that's why I think, you know, it's so important for us to be aware of our own vibration and what we're putting out because that's what we attract back in. And people will be pulled towards you if they're interested in being in that higher state and then you raise their vibration and you end up having like this amazing time. Right. And it's the same with if you're in a negative mood or, you know, it's like when something goes bad in your day and you just get all in your head about it and then just continually things keep happening, whether it's traffic or having to wait in lines or, you know, just things just keep not working out and you keep bringing that same vibration to you. It's the exact same thing. I mean, Esther Hicks talks about it all the time Yeah, and manifesting in, in your vibration, but it's definitely true. But if you open yourself up to that, like, I'm just going to love everybody I come into contact with today. You know, not everybody's going to be able to get on that same energy field with you, but at least you're opening yourself up to the possibility that you can connect with people. Yeah. And I think, you know, we were talking about vibration frequency and science and how you can measure it and all that. Love resonates at the level 500 and 500 when you, Okay, let's just put this into perspective for the audience. And I don't think Michael's ever heard this before. But when you are vibrating at pure love, 500 on the frequency scale, you have the ability to counterbalance the negativity of 750,000 people. Like that's how strong love is. That's how high of a frequency it is. And so that's that's the power behind it. So yeah, when you are walking around and you're carrying that frequency and you're putting that out into the field and 
you're going to start attracting more of that in. Like that's super powerful. And I don't think people really understand, you know, how, how powerful our energy really is in what we create around us. True. Like 750,000 people. That's a lot for just one person to counterbalance. So. It and makes- when you say counterbalance for, for our audience that may not understand even like what the heck you're talking about, what does that mean exactly? Okay. So basically it means that you've just taken all of the negativity of say 750,000 people who are maybe angry and completely neutralized it. So like instead of like the the collective consciousness dipping more into anger, you've just balanced it out. So just by by being loving, loving and open and having your heart open and, you know, walking into Home Depot and being willing to fall in love with whoever you meet. I'm not talking romantic love um, by doing that. Are you balancing out negativity? Yeah. So think about it this way. There's 750,000 people who are angry. The collective consciousness is going to start to dip down towards anger, right? Right. Okay. So you move into, you, one person moves into the frequency of love. You've now completely counterbalanced all that negative energy so that it's not tipping back into anger more. And, and when the collective consciousness is in these lower energies, can that, and I already know the answer to this, but can that affect things going on in the world? Like weather and... Everything. Everything. Yeah, absolutely. Murders and like... Everything, you know, yeah. Fire California right now. Why do you think that they're burning like that? Liberals. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. Say it. No, you know what? There's a lot. I actually, I have some theories on that, but uh, I think it's a bit, a little bit too out there for the podcast. Um, I think it's right in line with vibration, and I really do because there's a lot going on in California with, I don't know, a lot of stuff coming out and yeah. a lot of energies and. and oh, I mean, I also though you got like, okay, but like. I don't know about this, guys. I'm, uh, you, you're losing me. I'm a skeptic. Come on, it's all right. You're, you're losing me, cause like, you know, Florida got hit by some serious storms this this year. Texas got hit by some serious storms, and and you know, California's got hit by some serious wildfires. I do believe in the next five years, a major earthquake's going to happen over there somewhere too, just just from all the seismic activity that's going on, and and to. To sit there and sit and try to convince me, and it'll be a very tall order for you guys, that vibrations has to do with the, this, it's just really hard for me to swallow. No, 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 no. Okay, so I'm. what we're saying is, is that you could help assist, say, the fires go out quicker by raising the vibration. How? Besides, you know, thinking happy thoughts. Well, definitely sending good thoughts instead of fearful thoughts to the people. You who do are. remember, you do remember my friend that lives down the street from me that claimed she sent some good thoughts and good vibes and good lights to the hurricane and is going to clearly miss us and it hit us right on the ass. Okay, so here's here's the difference. So you don't you don't you okay you can't control what the needed outcome is supposed to be. So whatever is the lesson or whatever it is, it needs to come through. So. You don't ask for the fires to say stop or you don't ask for the storm to not hit. It's like you just ask, can we um, 
get to the, the lesson as fast as, as safely as possible. You know, so it's like kind of like minimizing whatever damage is supposed to happen because uh, you never know, like there might be lessons in there that need to happen. And it's not for us to decide, you know, to play God as to like, should they or shouldn't they be happening? But if we're sending thoughts of love and um, well-being instead of thoughts of fear and sadness and yeah. things to people who we've talked about this before, that is more helpful to you know, the media, you know, makes it, you know, the way they report, they want everything to be fear and people to be in that, that place of fear and feeling those thoughts and those feelings and those emotions. But just remember the best thing you can do for, you know, the people in California and everyone is to send thoughts of healing and, and peace and goodness and love. Yeah. Just so that would, in whatever way they can, they can move through it in the most, um, comfortable way possible or whatever way the fastest way possible so they can get to the healing as fast as like it's it's all about assisting others to get through it in whatever way is going to serve them to their highest good right that's what it's all about so um sending strength and sending yeah. them courage and things like that but it's but, also it's also about and it's not just about like Michael it's not just about like stopping the weather or preventing things from happen happening it's about assisting the collective consciousness to rise to higher frequencies so that people's minds open more so that people shift out of like this well, chaotic judgmental like you really, you, I think where you're going on is like you really do see what people are made of after tragedies and and you know like after 9/11 you see a lot of of love that comes out you see a lot of people that are together s- together side by side mm-hmm. trying to go for the good cause and and it sucks though that we have to have a tragedy to remind us of that stuff it sucks that the only time i have my family reunions is when someone dies in my family and it, but like this is unfortunately what we do as a society it, i think what you're trying to say is like why do we need tragedies? We should be doing this all the time. I know, but the tragedy breaks the um, programming. Yeah, I can, I, can, I can, I can see where you're coming from. That's why, you know, it just yeah. it's just kind of like jolts everyone out of like. Their... Yeah, it's like, whoa, stop your life, come check this out, and we need to be like on a better path. Yeah, you know, sad. so you're saying a tragedy is a blessing. I mean, it can be. It doesn't necessarily always feel great, um, you know, but there can be, yeah, like, it's, yeah, we just I mean, don't I, know. I, I, I say yes, it can be. Like, it's a silver lining. Like, I, like I was telling Nicole just the other night, it's like, I hated my divorce. I hated going through it. But if it led me to be a better person now, then I guess it was worth it. It's hard for me to say that. And I never want to experience something like that ever again. So I, I think... I just I just feel like it sucks that we have to go through a tragedy or to that to jolt us out. I feel like there's got to be a better way. Well, let's let's look at it this way. There may have been many opportunities where you could have like could have stopped or maybe things wouldn't have happened, but because you weren't paying attention or you weren't doing the work then, it just kind of was like, okay, bitch slap time. Let's see what you got now. And so I sometimes I think we all sometimes we just need that tough love or like the, the, we, right now, yeah, like sometimes we learn our lessons the hard way. You know, we don't always just want to 
you know. I always have a saying when I when I in my job, my career, I always tell my students is like, listen, you can learn from doing something right, but you can learn ten times faster from failing. Yes. And that's probably kind of what life is like. You you can learn by doing things right the first time, but if you fail the first time, you're gonna learn a lot faster. Yeah. A lot faster. And it's like you said, Michael, it's like we need a tragedy to wake us up. You know, but if we all could just embrace each other and love each other now without needing some sort of tragedy to happen to make us do it, that would be, you know, like Nicole said, you know, we're not listening. We're not listening to the cues and we're not paying attention. So sometimes crap has to happen for us to, to get knocked out of it and wake up. Pay attention. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. So love. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel better with love if we want to round off this conversation with love. <laughs> <laughs> I feel more positive that love has a, a future in my life. Um, and like I was telling you, Lisa, a week ago when I was on the phone with you, it was like, I really do want to get back into a relationship that's positive and, and good. And, and so I can't abandon all faith on that romantic side of love, but it's going to be scary. Well, let's transition well, from, <laughs> let's transition <laughs> from love to sex. Oh. oh yeah. We talked about sex a lot over the last six months. It's a juicy, good subject. <laughs> <laughs> Michael didn't break ribs over any great sex, but uh, I think, you know, sex, I think for all of us has kind of taken on new meanings over the last six months. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It definitely has for me opened my eyes to a lot of things that I really didn't realize. Um, And I feel like over the past month or two, it just continually comes up. Um, in conversations and with other people and I don't know just how how sex is used um, this is this needs to be another podcast actually this this whole topic right now just because it's like I, I've gone through quite a change on this topic in the past couple of weeks um, but I'm going to keep it in my pants until I feel like <laughs> I got just... the literally Literally, because holy shit, STDs is the least of your worries out there. <laughs> it well, truly is. For energies, like. The- Not energies. It's like you can get attached to demons and stuff like that with the wrong demon gina or demon dick. <laughs> <laughs> and it changes. It could, I mean. The one and it, and it makes sense. I'm sorry to cut you off, Lisa, but it makes sense because you, we've all had people that like start dating someone and they turn into a different person. And you're like, who the hell are you? You know what? It's... You're right. That's a good point. And it's amazing how you pick up everybody's stuff. Like, I would have never thought that, but the more I I think about it and how you you pick up the negative energies and all the people that that person has slept with and just like. I mean, we just really need to be careful. I think it's a tool that is used mostly by – it can be used positively if you're in the right relationship. 
But I think if you're in the wrong, it's a, it's a tool like alcohol and drugs that can lead you down a dark path that's full of bad shit. And, and I, you just got to be careful. Okay, we totally got to do a podcast on this, but let's just give our audience a little bit of a teaser because we'll do this. We'll do this podcast in the very new, in the very upcoming new year. Um, but like for me, I didn't realize how, because once you start to wake up, like we talked about the whole red pilling and all that kind of stuff, but really see how programmed we are to think about sex and how we view sex and our partners and our roles in sex and all of that, like it's really screwed up. It's really screwed up when you kind of take a step back and you really look at it. And, you know, when you're in it and you're not being, you're not paying attention to that, it's kind of hard to see it. But once you kind of step out and then you really take um, a very objective viewpoint where you're not emotionally attached to anything, it's really crazy the things and energies that will use sex to manipulate ways to attach to your energy field. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I had no idea it was all that serious. Like, I, I, I didn't know any, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, there's, it wasn't even a 180 degree change for me because I didn't realize six months ago this topic, how important it was, you yeah. know, sex was just sex. It was a biological thing that people did, <laughs> not me, but people. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's got a whole damn new meaning to me now. Yeah. Like I always, I understood, I understood the energetic part from that. Say I were to have sex with someone who was angry all the time that I might start to feel more angry that I understood, but the whole other aspect of it, of it potentially being negative energies, using the sex to get into your energy field as a legal way in, like that's something we got to do a whole podcast on. Yeah, a contract with a fucking demon. Yeah, yeah. We're to our audience. We're gonna totally give you that podcast in January because it's crazy and it's real and. Michael is not lying when he's saying it is real and me being a skeptic with the group it's it became real to me about a week ago and it's not because of sex but it's because of the stuff that happened when during a I guess a dream uh but like it all tied in perfectly the next day with way too many synchronicities or coincidences that had to become synchronicities yeah, so we're gonna. With all of us, it wasn't just me though. With like with Nicole, with with Le- uh, Lisa, and Nicole's people in their lives. Yeah, like that. yeah. Uh, and it's just all tied in together. It was the wor- weirdest timing that I can't even explain it, and that's why I believe in synchronicities now. Yeah, sadly. yeah. So Michael, to our audience, Michael isn't lying when he says STDs are literally the least of your worries. <laughs> Because and we talked about it in the one, you know, the one show that we did. We already. did. We just talked about like DNA, though. It wasn't like other the other yeah, stuff. Yeah, the other stuff. Yeah, it wasn't. So we gotta we gotta go deeper on that one because it's totally shit. That shifted for me over through us doing this podcast. So, um, yeah. So stay I'm glad tuned. I'm, glad I'm married. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not to worry about picking up things from anybody else good 
But that also like ties into the whole like, remember we talked about spiritual joy rides and drinking and something yeah. taking over your body? And I, believe, I believe that. Well, I, I believe now really that um, uh, the, the demons in your life or negative energies, if you want to call them that, find different ways of getting in your life. And it could be through alcohol and it could be through addiction. It's Addiction is an easy doorway for, mm-hmm. I think, negative energies. And, yes. and addiction isn't just alcohol and sex. Addiction could be freaking sugar. Yeah, <laughs> you know? no, true. Things like that. It's like television. Yeah, it, television, media. I mean, you you're letting your God, I'm sounding like you guys is creeping me out. You're letting <laughs> your spiritual door open to this shit when you get into a, an addiction phase. Oh, what has happened to me? Brian yeah, Brian. <laughs> Cue Brian. Maybe we need to have Brian in on that podcast. New skeptic this. needed. <laughs> Put a Craigslist ad out for one. Brian's going to be on more often. It might just have to be a foursome. Just, yeah. just to keep, I'm just sorry to the audience. I've let you down. <laughs> you know what? Maybe this should just be a thing. We should say to our audience, if you guys have, if you guys are into this stuff and you believe it and you're on the same page, but you have someone in your life who's really skeptic, if you want to bring them on our show, we can convert them. <laughs> yeah. We'll just have as a guest on the show for six months. <laughs> I mean, I, I like I, I still want to say I have plenty that I still am skeptical. Like I'm still not big on the crystals thing. I, I even though I had like my little rock that you, you know, kept your rocks in your pocket. What the fuck are you talking? I about? lost it, but I'm still doing fine. So, <laughs> you know, I think I'm not sure if I really believe in the crystal thing at all. Actually, I'm I'm, I'm I start off as a two in there. I might be at a three with that. Um. So I, I, I haven't even come close to accepting that as a belief. Uh, I can't remember the other topics. Let me look at the list of topics that we have. What is it about crystals? That, I, you know, that, like it's keeping, That they actually help you? Or? That they actually help. That they actually ward off bad things. That they actually uh, bring in positiveness. Like I got to go, you know, recharge it with the moonlight, you know, things like that. Eh, I'm not sure. Well, I think it also kind of stems that it's programmed into our DNA, um, just through societal, um, programming that, you know, that saying like, Oh, it's just dumb as rocks. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I also look at objects as being objects and not have like some sort of you know, aura of spirituality within them. What about like a living thing, like a tree? Uh, or a flower? You know, I'm right there with the rocks with that, unfortunately. I mean, I, I okay, well, I, okay, I'm going to give trees and, and plants a little bit more credit than rocks. <laughs> uh, just because of things that I've read and articles that were off subject from what we talk about, but like, you know, I do know that trees communicate with each other in, in, in the science world. And so it's actually quite that I find quite fascinating and interesting. And so if that, if they have a way of communicating with each other, then I can believe that they have a little bit of spirituality within them that I can believe, but does it affect us humans on a daily basis or, or whatever? I'm not quite there yet. Okay. 
another one that we talked about that I'm not quite there with yet, and I know that, and, and Lisa, forgive me, but I'm just not quite there with the channeling and the the light language. Um, I just don't know the point of it. And at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I could probably, in a certain ecstatic state of mind, start talking gibberish too. Not to say, <laughs> not to say that it's gibberish coming out of your mouth. Uh, however, to the listening ear like myself, it sounds like gibberish. And to you guys, it sounds like gibberish. But like, w- why? Why? <laughs> I need to know a why on that one, and I'm not convinced on it. And well, you know, we are recording with Michelle next with the power yeah, of ten. So it, I hope that it, you bring these questions well, yeah, up. Yeah, and her power of ten didn't really. And, and, and forgive me, Michelle, if you listen to this, it didn't really convince me. Yeah. So and so maybe I'll be changed on the next podcast. So you got it. You better ask some good questions. Promise the audience I, you're going to ask some good questions. I don't even know. Like when they're like, "Oh, ask ask the power of ten questions," I'm like. Oh. Are you real? Is my first question. Okay, make sure you ask that. And now, and now, find a way to prove it somehow to my brain that you're real. And and like, you know, and and but there, I will say this about the power of ten. When we had that podcast, uh, some of the stuff they said to me at the time, like I know what you're thinking, Michael, or whatever. You know, when they they went through that thing, and like, uh uh huh, no, not really, but uh huh, whatever. Uh, And then a few days later, it made more sense. But I'm worried that it was the placebo effect of my brain trying to make sense of a of a situation. You know, you guys know what I mean. Well, I just like, love how you heard one thing, and we didn't hear it at all. And God dang it, there was a freaking hummingbird! I swear, <laughs> there wasn't. I know. I listened to it again, but but it ended up being the fan or something. I don't know. I don't Wait. know. I wasn't even drinking tequila. I wish I had that excuse, but it was recorded. Weird. We listened. It was weird about that whole thing. I, I will admit that. So yeah, I'm 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 curious and interested, and let's see what the the P10 got to say the next time. All right, so maybe we'll have a maybe you'll have like one or two notches up on the channeling after next week's podcast, or maybe you'll go down even further. Who knows? Maybe we'll see. We'll we'll see if I move from a three up or a three down. All right. Not like you can doubt that channeling is happening. I can doubt it. I just did. (laughs) So you're just not sure that that's. I I I don't believe I. I, Okay, another thing I don't believe in, guys. So I'm 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 trying to get my my uh, skepticism back here for a little bit for the audience sake. Uh, I really am not sure if I believe in reincarnation. Not. Not sure about I, I. I still I'm the I'm on the YOLO side. You know, live once kind of thing. What would be the point? Uh, what would be the point of living once? I you got me. Uh, but but living several several times and having um, Mary Magdalene live down the street from me. I'm not sure if I believe that. <laughs> that's that's totally understandable. That I can understand, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything about reincarnation. Well, okay. I mean, I'm that whole the whole theory. I, I you. I'll tell you what, though. I want to believe it. I want to believe that it's true. <laughs> I do. I really want to say it. We can come back and, and, and in a different form and learn different things. I think it's a really magnificently cool story. Uh, but at this point, it's just still a story to me. 
And so when you guys say you've lived 80 lives and, and, or whatever, and I'm sitting there going, yeah, I can, I can't even remember my teenage years. <laughs> I mean, so it's like, it's hard for me to like believe in the idea that, uh, that we keep coming back to learn lessons and things like that. Well, this would be good. But this would be good because we have Maureen St. Germain coming on again in a couple of weeks and she's going to be going through our Akashic records, which goes into our past lives. So we can bring this back up during that show. We could, could she maybe like actually read somebody's Akashic records? Yeah, she might be able to, we maybe we can get her to go into Michael's Akashic records if he permits it. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I need to sign a contract or whatever, but yeah, sure. Why not? Um, and then yeah, as long as I don't do soul bonds with devils anymore. Damn it. Oh, excuse my language. That's horrible. Sorry, God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Believe Sorry, me, I'm a very, I'm a very, pi- I'm a very pious man lately. <laughs> yeah, after your demon experience, I don't blame you. Yeah. Oh gosh, I lost my train of thought. There was one more thing I wanted to bring up that I'm like not sure if I'm keen on. Darn it, it'll come back to me. All right. Well, I think you know it's pretty awesome. We're six months in, and I mean, this is like one of my favorite things, and I'm so glad that I get to share this with both of you. And uh, it's it's been informative and learning. I've been learning things through this podcast. Definitely. It's been helping me expand. Uh, it's been helping me expand my mind on certain things like the sex, the sex issue that we'll get into in the new year. Um, but also it's just it hammers home how important discernment is like that one is just never ending that lesson. That is an ongoing lesson, I tell you. But and discernment is the hardest thing for me to to grow. I mean, I know I, I I truly believe there's power in discernment, but it's 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 such a hard muscle to um to uh, work out. It's like I, I I still am feeling like I'm failing on the discernment side. It's hard. It's definitely yeah. hard. Yeah, just as long as you keep trying. I mean, just because you don't see things coming or know doesn't mean you failed. Just that's just funny. The, the last thing that I'm not sure about is the healing side. Like we were talking with Michael, I liked him. I, I, and, I, and as I told you, Nikki, I would like to talk to him further. But like, I don't know if we can actually have the power to heal physicalities, emotions, internal stuff. I do believe we have the power to help heal each other or heal ourselves. But I'm not sure about the physicalities, like you know, literally healing cancer or something like that. That's a- another place where I'm like, mm, not quite there yet. Well, that's just because you're blocking your brain from under. You're you're such a you linear. You can't just use the blocking your brain excuse all the time. Well, I'm if you let to... me finish my sentence, then I could explain it further. <laughs> Listen, yes, our physicality <laughs> is made up of energy. Okay, so. Why does it, why is it so hard for your brain to understand that energy could heal more energy? Because energy is not a broken bone. A broken bone is a broken bone. It's made, it's energy. Come on, a bone is energy. I'm just not there yet. I know what you're trying to say and where you're trying to lead me, but I'm just not there yet. I'm not trying to lead you anywhere. I'm just trying to point out something where I know your brain's getting blocked. That and then it's blocked. Right now it's locked. Yeah. Because <laughs> which you know, there we go. I mean, I'm trying to help the audience know that I'm still 
striving for this skepticism and trying to bring a little bit of like Michael doesn't want to lose his job (laughs) I'd be more than happy to like lose my job to to the skeptic side and become a full-fledged you know Looney Tunes like you (laughs) too in the middle you know like you know I mean, I mean, believe me, I, I, I'm, if we go back to the Jesus times and like Jesus, like, you know, putting his hand on and all of a sudden someone can see, wow, amazing. And if that's the truth, that's the truth. Well, okay. So oh, let's talk. Okay. There, go, go right back to that. Let, let me, let me finish because it's going to actually help your case. If Jesus is a spiritual being like the rest of us, when it comes to children of God, then I can totally understand the concept and idea that we could be able to heal people like that. So explain Jim and the woman in the wheelchair. <clears throat> that was a vision he had. No, that happened in real life. I thought it was a vision too. No. Nope. I thought it was a vision. No, you're thinking of the vision where he saw this green energy coming out of his hands and healing people, but he actually Can went we, into Nicole, a church. I, I'm pretty sure that was a vision, but but you might be right. Can we get back to that? But like, okay, let's say if he actually did heal, I, I have a lot of belief in Jim, obviously. So it would definitely make me rethink things. No, okay. I, I 100%, he he said he was in a church and he said that this the, the pastor didn't have any faith and he heard that he was to put his hands on that woman and he said all the, this was steering his vision I'm, I'm, no I, no I'm, no you're getting you're getting the two visions confused you're getting that vision you're getting that actual instance confused with the vision where he was in the car and he was listening to the heavy metal music and then this he saw green energy come down through him and go out and just heal people and eyeballs grew back and limbs oh, grew back oh yeah yeah okay, okay. okay that's a completely different one okay. well you know I, I do have faith in Jim, and so I don't know. Let's let's revisit that in six months. <laughs> All right, the annual. We'll do the annual <laughs> revisit. <Yeah>. The <laughs> annual checkup. <laughs> okay. Well, Lisa, you got anything you want to finish off with? No, I don't. I think we've covered it all. Good. Well. Next time we be we'll be back. We will be back with Michelle Paisley Reed and the Channel of Ten. So we'll get to put some of this skepticism of channeling to the test and see if Michael's mind uh, expands or contracts. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, so thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, story. Pardon? And he said he'd share his story. None of the next one, but an eventual podcast, I would imagine. Yeah, no, we're we're trying to get a guest on the show that's going to assist Michael with that particular incident. So um, I'm reaching out to her tomorrow. So um, audience, stay tuned for that. There's actually some really good shows coming up in the new year. I'm excited. So uh, thanks to our audience for listening in and being here with us and sharing us with all your friends and family. Uh it excites us that we're reaching more people every week. And uh, I think that's really awesome. So thanks to all of you guys. And if you, again, if you guys have any show topics that are, you know, burning a hole in your brain about, or you want us to talk about, please just send them into our email info at enlightenup.us. And uh, we'd love to get them on. Or if you have questions that you'd like us to answer, you can send those in as well. And um, I think that's it. So Happy six-month anniversary, everyone. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.